Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours, but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find the way. Because of this, makers became founders and lived the lives they deserve. Because of this, founders live lives of abundance, freedom, and creativity. This is what I'm really all about. Hello, my name is Aziz, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa to failing multiple startups yet learning a whole lot to barely escaping alive the war in Ukraine, even living as an illegal immigrant, I've lost everything twice, and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day, sharing the wisdom of luminaries I've interviewed on this podcast from Google executives to Amazon, Microsoft, Forbes Technology Council, Harvard, Financial Times, and even a priest from the Vatican Church. Everyone is welcome here. So let's begin. My guest today is Alexis Kovalenko. Alex is the co-founder of Contournement, a no-code hacker and a full-stack entrepreneur. Contournement is one of the pioneering education companies around no-code in Europe. Alexis is also the founder of the French no-code community in 2018, which now has over 6,000 members and where members have several Twitch streams daily and have a network of remote offices in gather.town. As a podcaster, Alex started the first French-language no-code podcast with 87 episodes, as well as an English no-code podcast called No-Code World Radio. Alex, how are you today? Very good, thank you. Very happy to be here and have a chance to, to talk with you. I'm always happy to talk about no-code. Well, this two things. One, this podcast is a bit more unique and different in that it's about you as a person and your relation to no code. And I'm lucky, I'm privileged, and I'm so happy to have you here. So let's begin with full freedom. These days, what is a topic or a goal or an insight or a problem that you keep on thinking about again and again and again because it demands your understanding, insight, or action? Um, I would say, you know, it's so it's all related to no code. I spent a lot of time thinking about no code and what people do, do with no code tools. And uh, a lot of people know no code tools for uh, launching products, you know, like Bubble. You can use Bubble, Bubble to, to build a platform, to build a marketplace. But I believe, me and my co founder at Contournement, we really believe that no code tools like Airtable, Zapier can have much more impact than just, you know, launching products. And they can really be super powerful to, to help people work better you know, work less, automate things. And so I spend a lot of time thinking about how to make this more famous, you know, how to make people realize the full potential of no-code tools, I would say. This is like, and we kind of like 
decided to give it a name to this use of NoCode tool. We call it NoCode Ops, NoCode Operations. And this is like our main focus, like to make this very popular and that everyone, you know, stops, you know, doing like copy paste and repetitive, repetitive tasks and that people, you know, automate things and can work less and work more efficiently. So yeah, that, that keeps me very busy. I sleep well, but you know, just like when I wake up, I straight away, I think about that. I love this topic. I actually have another podcast called Better Automation, and I'll be glad to invite you again as a guest there to discuss it even more and deeply. But for now, let's explore you and no code in friends. How is it? Because, you know, if there is a stereotype is that the French culture doesn't have so much of an entrepreneurial drive and uh, spirit and therefore maybe the no-code community is unique or different or is it growing? Is it finding it easy to grow? How is the situation there? Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's true. It's it's. I wouldn't say it's a cliche. I think it's changing, but it's true. Like, you know, like French people are not famous for being entrepreneurs and you know, as I grew up and uh, the generation of my parents even more, they were very like, okay, you need to find a job. You know, it's like one job for your life, you know, the stability. And this is, yeah, maybe what we're more, more famous for. And it's true that, so it's changing, I would say. And it's changing even faster since COVID. You know, like people now are very interested in being freelancers, uh, they're very interesting in launching new activities. There's, you know, like, so it's, it's, it's coming back. You know, it's, I would say it's coming. I, I would say back. I don't know, but I don't know if we ever were entrepreneurs, but yeah, this is changing. It's, it's true that it's not like in the US, like that it's a bit of a cliche that, you know, everyone starts, you know, selling, I don't know, lemonade when they're seven. And so they grow like this kind of entrepreneur spirit, uh, very young. But yeah, it's different. But so when it comes to the, the French no-code community, I think it's pretty unique, to be honest. And I, it's kind of hard to understand how, uh, why it, it became that way. But I think it's the gr biggest com no-code focused community in the world. And I'll be very happy to, to find more. I've been traveling a lot. I'm trying to meet people everywhere. So I'll be happy to, to be wrong and discover uh, a big uh, community somewhere else. Uh, there are some ent international communities like NoCode Founders, of course, that those, but in one language focused on NoCode, I think it's only us. And I think it's a bit of random circumstances that, you know, we, we started this, this Slack group uh, three years ago, but very quickly, not, not very quickly, actually. Let's, if I, I need to go back to, to this time. At first, it was very slow because no one was talking about NoCode. Just a few people. Everyone, I, every time I would see someone on Twitter, uh, a French person, talk about no code, I would invite them on the on the Slack group. And slowly, one person at a time, it grew. And then COVID happened. And then during COVID, there was a shift really, and a lot of people discovered not no code at this time because you know people were in lockdown at their place, and so that time finally that time to learn new things, and a lot of people learned how to build apps and websites using no-code tools during that time. Especially we saw a big usage of Glide. You know, it's very interesting tool to build uh, mobile apps because it's very fast. It's very 
intuitive. It's almost like a game, you know, like building a, an app. So we saw all those people building and building and the community grew. And so we decided to share the ownership of that community with 12 other people that were also like very involved. And this helped grow even more because at first it was the community of our company, but then we decided, okay, this can be much bigger than our company. This should be like the one, you know, community for friends. Everything is in French. I would say maybe like one thing that is specific and that made the need for a community is that a lot of French people don't speak English, unfortunately. And so this also, because, you know, in, in 2018, 2019, there were already a lot of content in English, of course, for about no code tools. Some very interesting people already like doing things, but nothing in French almost. And so that's also why we decided to start our company. But so, you know, the community, that, that's something a bit specific about French people. But yeah, they need, you know, content in French to be to learn. Not everyone, of course, some people speak English. But so I think this, you know, having a place where everyone would speak French and share tips and answer each other questions, that was, you know, very, that was a good resource for people. So it attracted a lot of people. Whenever someone had a question about a tool or something, they would come to the Slack. So it, it really picked up and now it's it's been really like growing very fast since then. So it's a very long question uh, answer for your question, but I just wanted to make the, a bit of the history. I really love it. And it reminded me of something. I was speaking to the founder of No Code Germany and he was saying that actually No Code is not growing in Germany because the language doesn't translate well or help the thinking or the mindset that allows for someone to be, as he called it, a visual builder, which mm. is, you know, a no-code maker or builder. And therefore, he was creating tutorials that can explain through the German way of thinking what is no-code, how to use the tools in a way that if you just translated an American tutorial, it will not really work well for a German audience. Mm. Do you feel the same about the French language? about a French approach to learning no-code that needs to be different to what is going on. So it's not only a translation into French of what some people in the US or English speakers are teaching, or what are your thoughts about this? Uh, I, I couldn't tell you for sure, but I can tell you the way we do our courses because our, our main business is to do online courses. And I think our courses would would not necessarily appeal a lot to an American audience, for instance, because our approach is quite, um, I would say, it's a bit like like in school, you know, you have lessons, then you have exercises. It's uh, So it works quite well with French people, I would say, because it kind of, it's the way we, we, have lear we learn things in school, I would guess. But that doesn't mean that they couldn't learn in a different way, if you know what I mean. So it's, um, I would say like the other way, like if you, of course, like teaching French people the way they're used to, to learn is easier. And I don't think our courses would succeed the same way uh, outside, but I don't know, I could be wrong. Um, but then the other way around, what, what we've noticed, if I make a, a bit of a general statement, is that on, there is a lot of tutorials uh, online about no-code tools, but I believe and maybe this is French, that tutorials are not the same as courses. You know, like 
tutorial is good. Like you can follow the tutorial. You can do the same thing that's been shown to you in the tutorial. But you don't necessarily use learn how to use the tool, you know, and the concepts that are behind it. You know, I can make a tutorial about building, I don't know, like a booking system on Airtable and people will reproduce that. But that doesn't mean they will properly understand what's a, a relational database, you know, and the, the concept of, you know, linked records and things like this. So the way we, we do our courses, we take the concepts one by one, we show them, we explain them with examples, obviously, and then we give an exercise to our students. And then this exercise, they will have to think, you know, and not reproduce. They will have to think, like using the con concepts, how they can do it. And then, of course, we make a video that is the that shows how to make the exercise. But the idea is like they practice without really reproducing, but like they try to understand the concept and then they put it. So that's that's the way we do it. But to be honest, I, I don't know, I couldn't say if it's like very specific to France and if that, that wouldn't work somewhere else. We're, we're currently working with a, a company in Peru called Creante, and we're helping them and we're working with them to start an academy in Spanish. So in a few months, if we talk again, I can tell you if the way we teach uh, translates well in, uh, in Spanish, for instance. Our guess is that it works well because it's Latin and with you know common character, but I would be curious to try you know to translate in English and distribute our courses to a, a broader audience and see if it appeals or not. But we're not there yet. We're more focused on friends. Thank you. I really love what you're speaking about. I love the approach. And then I have to ask because I was speaking to one of the creators of no-code platforms and he was arguing that actually not everybody can become a no-coder, that you need to have a basic understanding of some mathematics, um, architecture for apps, uh, data types and like nature and re relationships. And as he said, you cannot just take someone from the street and <laughs> teach them no code, which mm. I don't know if I agree with or I disagree, but I'm interested in your own thoughts. Do you believe any person can learn, even like any French person, let's, you know, make it specific, mm. through your courses to build quality apps or... Is there either a, fine, a foundational understanding or a type of person that is the perfect or the right person for this? Um, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's an interesting point of view. To be honest, I've never heard that. Um, I I used to to teach people to learn how to code, uh, and at that time we were thinking that anyone could could learn how to code. Today, I don't necessarily think it's true, but in no code, I really believe, and if it's not, then we're failing at something because I really believe that anyone who is motivated enough and who has a regular usage, I think, I would say, of computers should be able to learn how to use Zapier, Airtable. Like not, not all the no code tools are equal in terms of accessibility uh, for you know, beginners. But I would say, like, if I take the example of Zapier, for instance, I really think and I really believe that because it's so simple, you know, like the UX is so, so good and so on point that anyone can learn how to use it with a, the proper guidance. As long as they can 
they know how to use their their mouse they, they are you know they're because some people you know are just have problems with you know using their computer and their browsers and we've had that you know some of our students you know they were struggling learning how to use those tools but it wasn't because of the tools it was because you know they had a hard time just ma- like you know manipulating their computer i would say or some people also in french and this is a bit more specific i have a student very recently he had a hard time with zapier because just the interface is in is in english you know and he's not like an older person is for instance he was using excel a lot you know so he's he can use his computer but the concepts in zapier, in zapier were confusing for him because of the language and because of the words like first he didn't speak english and he couldn't really re- recognize the words like trigger this kind of thing so those basic con- concepts for him were complicated but yeah honestly i really believe that it's not only it should be but it's like must be you know really like the accessible for everyone because i think the revolution of no code if we can call it that way is really about making new like tools like all those tools available for everyone you know because not everyone can learn how to code not everyone has the time or the means or the need really to to learn how to code but i really think that everyone should learn how to use you know those tools like Airtable, Zapier, and then maybe even tools like Bubble that are obviously a bit more complicated. And it's true, but I think it's really a matter of how you how you teach. In France, there there is a, a, a training a bootcamp about Bubble that is doing pretty well. They're teaching all kinds of people to launch their product in three weeks. And I think you know they have really interesting. I mean, in our students, we have people who have very various backgrounds you know that's one of the thing i love actually about doing a podcast about no coders is that you can see like so many different backgrounds you know it's really really interesting and fascinating so yeah i think everyone can do it if they want to so what makes you <clears throat> so what makes you fall in love with no code you are someone who used to teach people how to code. Is it the diverse backgrounds and giving power to the people? Is it more the efficiency, time-saving possibility to save a life that allows you to live more and to spend less time working, wasting it on repetitive tasks? Or is it the community is vibrant, it's what... In the 90s, the coding community used to be, I guess, before it became mainstream and commercial and that dynamism and helping each other and um, building in public and all that cool stuff. Or what about it really makes you fall in love with no code? Yeah, it's really the, the first two things that you said. Like first, that pretty much anyone can access it, you know, like really like because the tools are very well designed and they, they're very easy like most of them very easy to to use also they can be free to try at least or you know to use at the basic level like uh, for instance our table i think you can go pretty far with the free version of our table you know and i think this is great because there's no barrier you know so yeah this is definitely and then as a side effect i would say people really who use those those tools they can get into this mindset of automating and you know saving time and be more efficient and yes why not you know be efficient to work less or 
work more on things that really matter because that's one of the things that people always underestimate you know when you launch a project it's not only building the product that you, you will need to spend time on the marketing you need time to on administrative stuff so you know it's not just about building building with even though I love building and I love watching people build. And as you say, in this community, there is this whole thing like building public. So this is also very nice to watch. But yeah, I think for me, it's it's really all about sharing and give it that to the, to most people we can, you know, because I think in, in the code, uh, I wouldn't agree necessarily on what you say, you know, that the coders, you know, it's like it's all mainstream. And because I think there's a lot of also very nice coding communities even though i'm not part of them but i think you know there, there's also a good vibe in some of them but they're always a bit exclusive because you need to know how to code and and normally usually how to code well you know before you can get in those you know because beginners are not very well received and i think this is not the case for now at least in the in the no code community and i hope we never lose this you know and we are always welcoming beginners in the no code community I agree with you. I love that thought. And if any beginners are francophone, French-speaking, or anything like that, they want to know more about what you do, can you explain contournement to them in simple words? Can you explain how to join and be part of No Code France community as well as more about your podcast, what they, can they discover there? And I will put your Twitter in the description, of course. Cool, thank you. Um, so yeah, basically as a company, Contournement does only one thing. It's online courses. So, you know, it's like courses, you buy the course and then you have access to a series of videos that you can follow at your own pace and you have exercises. And then at the end of the course, if you want to, you can make submit an exercise and in exchange we will give you a certification like it's our own certification system it doesn't really have any value except for people who know us and we're trying to make it known for everyone so it has certain standard value i would say so this is our business and then we produce a lot of content to evangelize and share as i was saying so we have a youtube channel where we make uh, tutorials videos small you know test of no code tools or kind of videos we have the podcast which we want to be inspiring so we interview just like we're doing this but when i do it with uh, french people ask them a question just like you do just to discover about their background what they're building or you know any things they can share that would inspire other people and we're trying to make it very accessible you know for not to make it exclusive, you know, and all about the no-code game and the no-code kind of like uh, ecosystem. We're trying to make it open to be inspiring for anyone who's coming in. And then the last part, which is a bit different now, it's uh, separated, is the French no-code community called No-Code France, uh, which um, is a big Slack group. Uh, it's very, we just passed actually yesterday the 7,000 uh, members. Of course, not everyone is active, but it's very big. So whenever you have a question, you ask you ask it, and then someone will answer pretty much. This is like the main thing that's happening on the Slack is really like this, you know, uh, help helping each other thing. And then there is a bit of uh, sharing the news, commenting on the news of the tools, these kind of things. And then now we're since we're 
it seems like we're a bit out, out of COVID or I don't know, is there, we can meet. So we are organizing meetups, this kind of thing. So people can meet, they make projects with each other. We also have this virtual uh, space in Gazatown where also because not everyone lives in Paris. So we're trying to have like all those meetups in different cities, but people live a bit everywhere. And this is important. Again, you know, we don't want no code to be reserved to the startups in Paris, you know, this, if we want to make it accessible for everyone, people in the countryside, people who don't speak English, people who are remote, like all those people must access the, the knowledge. And for this, there's only the online, you know, channel, like the virtual channel that is, that can help us for that. So yeah, basically this is all the things we do. And then like the the last thing, but it's much smaller. I have this podcast in English that I'm doing. I've only done a few episodes, but I want to do more. And it's basically when I travel, I try to meet uh, interesting people wherever they are. Uh, interesting in terms of like around the, the no-code ecosystem. And I interview them about what they're doing again. And also they tell me a little bit about the local community. And I have this dream, and I will say it now because it's, you have an audience that maybe can uh, understand that. But I really want to meet um, people organizing local communities. And I have this secret dream of like a no-code federation, you know, like all those communities connected to each other somehow. I don't know, you know, like with ambassadors or whatever, but I think that would be, that would be great, you know. And this definitely would be something that doesn't exist as far as I know in the coding community let's see i agree with you that actually will change the world thank you alex i encourage your goal i this was an enriching conversation i learned a lot i enjoyed our time together and i wish you a brilliant day thank you very much and uh, i hope we'll have a chance to meet and uh, keep uh, keep the conversation going <laughs>